JK and the gang, it's Jamariquai on SAFM Virtual Insanity. Won video of the year at the 1997 MTV Music Awards, uh, Grammy Award back in 19, uh, 1998 as well. Uh, that album, by the way, Traveling Without Moving from 1996, their third album, got a Guinness World Record for the best-selling funk album in history. Thank you very much, Jamara Kwai. Doing all right then, I would say. Let's turn from acid jazz to extreme sports. Isn't it an extreme sport though? I don't know. Let's find out. With um, King Price's extreme Clint Seller. He's, uh, this is, is Superbikes. Let's find out what that's all about. Clint joins us now uh, from King Price Extreme Team Leader. Clint, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, if yeah, you can, what you. is a Superbike? Yeah, so basically um, what I ride is a 1,000cc um, Honda CBR 1000. Yeah, so it's the Honda's top-line motorcycle that they produce. And, um, yeah, it's a 1,000cc, 200-horsepower, um, basically racing whip, and we, we race all over the country, um, various <laughs> tracks and all over the show. Sort of uh, 300k an hour, fire-breathing beasts is pretty much what they are. <laughs> I was going to say, what sort of speeds do you get? I guess uh, the 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 straights aren't long enough for you to get up to full speed. Um, so yeah, obviously the the motorcycles are quite high spec in terms of that we we do quite a lot of modifications to them. So for things like gearing and that, but um, yeah, we get to there's a track in East London. We we do sort of about 317 or so k's an hour. So yeah, pretty fast. <laughs> I guess, like anybody would tell you, it's all very well getting fast in the straight stripe. It's the turning that matters. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, that uh, that top speed in East London is actually through a turn, so it's, uh, we have our knee on the ground <laughs> for that one. So that's a, that's a, it's a pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it takes a while. It takes takes a bit a good part of uh, four or five laps before your brain allows you to go mm. flat through there. But yeah, we we get there eventually. When you look at pictures of yourselves afterwards, Clint, and you see these great pictures of you guys leaning over, do you realize just how far over you are? Um, it's it's so weird because actually, funny enough, today I was I was I actually did a, a an endurance race today with with a team in that, but on on smaller bikes, and um, it doesn't feel like you're leaning over at all. In fact, today we did so many laps that actually just felt kind of like walking. You know, it's. It's what you do. It's, uh, it's, you know, our heads are particularly my, my style that I ride with, you know, your head's raised. So it doesn't feel quite as uh, far over as you are at all, <laughs> fortunately. You don't seem to lean over as far as the MotoGP guys do, though. Those guys are insane. No, absolutely. You know, so, uh, yeah, MotoGP bikes are, are prototype motorcycles. So, so the bike our race is, is based and starts as a, a road going motorcycle. And then we we build the we build the bike into what we term like a, a full spec uh, race bike or super bike for this country. So um, whereas MotoGP bikes are like Formula One cars, you know, it's a fully bred, mm -hmm. custom prototype uh, um, motorcycle. So I mean, yeah, there, there's a, you know, basically I, I often tell people in the racing world we are like what you would term production car racing, um, sort of like German touring cars and. MotoGP is Formula One. You know, it's there's a they're yeah. the pinnacle pinnacle of motorcycles. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, you've spoken about it twice now. I'm not a motorcycle head. So for those that mm -hmm. are, what do you do to the bike to make it different? So basically, um, the motorcycle arrives say from Honda South Africa. They give us the bike, um, and it's got headlights, flickers, you know, uh, number plate brackets, 
not that we use those. And we basically take <laughs> off, um, we take off all that stuff. We take off all the, the body work uh, as such. Um, we lighten the motorcycle. So it'll be about 190 kilos as a, a road going motorcycle. We go to about 175. And, um, then, then, then it starts to become the sort of the quite fancy stuff that goes on. So we replace the, the suspension entirely and you, we put aftermarket suspension in. Um, the engine electronics, we run different um, computers, basically. So the brain of the motorcycle gets changed to um, a very fancy racing brain. Uh, we then run uh, to like a telemetry system, so a system that will tell us the acceleration rate, the braking part rate, the suspension travel. Yeah, it gets, uh, it gets pretty crazy and quite intense. Mm. And, you know, we, we also modify the motors. And, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's quite a process. It's a very expensive process. But... Uh, <laughs> when the bikes come out the other side, uh, yeah, they're, they're a handful, but they're really effective track weapons. You know, uh, they become very, very good track motorcycles. Okay, so if, if you were to race, just out of curiosity, if you were to race the, ro- the bike that you were given at the beginning and then the bike that you've got at the end, what sort of difference would there be out of the over five laps? Yeah, I reckon uh, you're probably looking at about so five seconds and you know uh, i know sure. to a layman five seconds is not so much but in five seconds in racing is a uh, is a whole different world <laughs> yeah so probably about five seconds a lap so yeah you look at about five okay. seconds a lap going from uh, from a pure um road going motorcycle um to the builder cross that becomes then the, sure. the the fully fledged race bike yeah it's it's also okay, it now, also yeah. works for our body you know we uh, ergonomically we make them fit ourselves. You know, each rider has his own style and liking. So a lot of the parts also help to, to fit into each rider as well. So that's also some of the factors that, that we look for. Right. And you don't have to put the indicators on, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We skip the indicators and hooters, that's for sure. <laughs> the, well, the hooter. <laughs> Unless you're coming up to lap somebody. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they do take those off, yeah. <laughs> All right, Clint Seller, you're defending your title that you earned last year. How's it going so far? Yeah, so uh, I, first race I didn't win. Uh, so we actually um, we started with a new motorcycle this year. Um, I moved mm-hmm. across manufacturers to Honda. So it was the first race uh, which is which happened actually uh, over a month ago. We've had pretty pretty long break, um, but then we go into in the next couple of weeks we start doing a lot of races in a row. Um, but yeah, so second place at the first race. But it, it's good, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's an exciting project for me. So I think by the end, uh, we'll, we'll work to make sure we have that number one stripe at the end of the year, and that's kind of what counts for sure. Do you still have the passion for it? So, you know, for me, um, man, I've been doing this. I was three years old, and I'm 34. <laughs> I've been doing it my entire life. And, and there definitely were times where it was, yeah, like a job, you know, and uh, I, mm-hmm. you have a lot of pressure and you have a lot of, a lot of people requiring a lot from you, but um, you know, 2019, I started my own team, you know, with King Price and the King Price Extreme guys, and um, since then, I've basically had a new sort of passion grown for motorsport. You know, it's always been a goal for me to to work with young riders and sort of give them the chance that I got 15, 16 years ago, where I was fortunate enough to get paid to race, race motorcycles as a youngster. You know, it was my first job. And, um, you know, that's sort of been a goal of mine and it's, it's, it's 
renewed my passion. You know, it's, it's over and above my own um, result. Now I, I look forward a lot to working with, with my other riders and sort of, you know, their steps forward as well. So I would say my passion is still very burning strong, but slightly changed, yeah, from, from just myself to maybe the whole team now, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that team. You've got a couple of, as you say, very young guys. We're going to be talking to Leongu in a moment. Uh, yeah. 16 years old, he's already doing his thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, um, when I started my team, I was actually lying in bed next to my wife and, uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, you know, do I retire now and call it a day? And, you know, I've had a good career. And I think at that stage, I'd won five South African national championships. So it was good. You know, it wasn't wasn't a bad, it was pretty proud of it up to that point. And my wife looked over and said to me, you know, wouldn't it be nice to give, even if it's just one kid, the chance that you had when you were 16, when, you know, someone paid you money to, to be a professional motorcycle racer. And, uh, you know, it sat, sat in my head for a few days and, uh, I thought, man, that, that would be over and above being a champion. That would be probably Correct, my mate. biggest. We'll be talking yeah. to him. And yeah. Sorry, Clint, you, you, no problem. you, you disappeared. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to talk to Clint in just a moment. Oh, did I lose you? Sport Tracks on SFM. SFM with John Carica. My guest is team leader for the King Price Extreme Superbike team, Clint Seller. Clint, you were telling us about the young guys that you're, you're trying to build up and get up into the, the top echelon of the sport. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, so um, the young team that we have, uh, it, it consists of uh, two youngsters. It's uh, Lungo and uh, Caden. Um, Lungo, 16, 17 years old. Caden, 12. So, yeah, pretty exciting young talent and uh, really, really fast. You know, I must say uh, they're really fast, uh, really good, focused young riders. And, um, yeah, guys that uh, I must say I enjoy spending a lot of time with and, uh, yeah, hopefully imparting some of my knowledge that I've got over all these years. When they're that age, they don't feel pain, you see, so it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, think, I think you feel pain initially, but it goes away a lot quicker. I've noticed that with age. <laughs> it hangs on longer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right. So um, you were going to ride cars, I believe. Your dad wanted you to do cars, four wheels instead of two. Yeah, my dad actually used to race cars. So that's sort of where the racing uh, blood came from. Uh, he he was a great, used to race a series called Formula GTI all those years ago. And uh, mm -hmm. he wanted me as a car racer. He wanted, you know, the dream, the Formula One. But uh, I, I wanted to race motorcycles and took a lot of convincing. But uh, eventually I got him to get me a motorcycle and... Uh, that was that. We started racing, and uh, I've never stopped since that day. Since that day, I've raced motorcycles. I'm going to say, it must be cheaper. There's only two tires you need to buy as opposed to four. <laughs> yeah, no, they're a lot more expensive when you fall off, though. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. Clint, good chatting to you. We're going to talk to your teammates in a moment. Good luck to you in 2021, and we'll catch up with you again later. Appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me, man. King Price Extreme Team Leader Clint Seller. Let's talk to one of these young upstarts that Clint is is training and getting up into the the top uh, the top echelon, known by his racing teammates as Lunatic. Uh, Leongo Karekwe joins us now. Leongo, thanks very much for joining us. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. On my side and you guys' side. Lekker, man. Uh, what bike are you currently riding? Are you riding the same bike that we just heard Clint tell us about? Uh, no, no, I'm actually riding much, much slower bike. It's uh, KTM RC390. Uh, what? Uh, what 90? KTM. Okay, so how fast does that one go? 
Um, I'd say around about like 180, 190, 200 kilometers per hour. So not so <laughs> much, yeah, not as quick as I'm going It's a little slower, but it's still very, very fast. Yeah, 100%. Like the punch out of the corner is very strong. And also the, the, the middle range where it starts to pick up its acceleration is also it's pretty good. Mm. How did you get into motorbike racing then, Leongo? So it all started um, at home where I was on a quad bike and we were just riding and riding and riding. And then um, initially we moved to Joburg and the first thing we'd done, my dad found me a camp, uh, the Samra camp. And basically I rode an NSF for three days. And from there on, that was 2014. And from then on, 2015 till now, I just fell in love with bikes like unexplainably. Mm. What is the the ambition? There is superbikes and there is MotoGP. Where do you see yourself finishing up at at some point? The ultimate goal is obviously to be in GP, but um, SBK would also be uh, an amazing route. Just just to get onto the international boards, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. How much is obviously Clint has helped you a lot, but like when you see Brad Binder and his brother performing so well in the moto classes, does does that give you inspiration? Realize that there is a path for you guys out there. Um, in a way, it does because obviously Brad and Darren came here in SA, so it it just like boosts your confidence because it's almost like they did it, so that means I can also do it if I put my mind to it. You know. Mm. It's an expensive sport. So how does how does all this get supported? Yeah, um, my mom and dad really put lots of money into the sport. Like <laughs> they put, I have to give them a big shout out, my mom and dad. And yeah, also my coach. You, you know, he's an amazing, amazing person, and he helps because he he knows people that know people, so it makes it cheap. And also now, with me being on board on the KTM with King Price Extreme, it's even more cheaper because now they pay for almost everything. Okay. All right. So you're, you're on the way up. It's not like you're a development rider anymore. You're there just getting faster and faster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do, what else do you do? You're still at school, obviously. So how do you fit all of this in? So during the week, I do all my schoolwork and then weekends, sometimes also during the week I ride, but mostly weekends is where I do my riding. But otherwise, during the week, focus on school, get get the marks done, get everything done, and mm. just make my parents proud. Do you ride a motorbike to school and back? No, no, I'm too young. <laughs> and also, <laughs> my dad, my dad made it made changes like the bike and the road. You're not seeing at all because of the accidents and all that. You made it very, very clear. So you're not gonna get a motorbike when you well, uh, you need to be 17, hey. Yeah, I'm 17 now, but my dad said, no, don't even think about it. A car is no. fine, but a bike, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's fine. Get on the track and go do 200Ks now. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how have you? How has how's your season been so far then? Season's been fantastic. Actually, couldn't go any better. Um, the first couple of races, I think we've done four races now, if I'm not wrong. And, you know, I've won all heats all races so right now i'm in the championship first and i've taken all points up for grabs so 25 points for mm. all the rounds so i'd say 
the season's going amazing. You've gone overseas. You've done some trials for Red Bull. When was that? That was 2019. 2019. And what happened? What came out of that? Yeah, we made it through the first day, which was amazing because imagine, you know, going going to Spain and normally riding for 30 minutes, that would have been the best. But we made it through the first day. And then the second day, my pace did increase a bit, but um, obviously it wasn't, I wouldn't say fast enough because you don't you don't really know what they're looking for so mm. i can't say that i was slow but i can't say that i was fast because some people that weren't as quick as me got picked so yeah mm. yeah I, unfortunately i didn't get picked and yeah i had to pack bags okay so there's always another opportunity right um for me no i'm too old now I think the <laughs> thing <laughs> it stops at sixteen, where you can enter to go sure. to rookies, and uh, seventeen. So yeah. So when we see these young MotoGP riders, these these guys have been training like like you. They've been doing it since they were very very young, almost born with a motorcycle under their belt. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, it's just um, the more saddle time you get, you know, the more experience you gain. That's hundred mm. percent, without a doubt. Okay, so you're on the small bikes now. Do you, do you move up every year that by the time you're 18, you're on the super bikes? How does the process work? It all depends on the rider, you know. You can't move up to a faster bike if you're not riding that bike that you're riding now, like, properly, like, you flat out and on it properly, you know. So, mm. for me, I've been on the KTM for three years now, and I've gotten quicker and quicker, but next year we're going to go into the 600. And, yeah, we'll take it from there. All right, Leongu Kharekwe, thanks very much for joining us. Motorbike racing sensation, Leongu Kharekwe, joining us on Sport Tracks. Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Kharekwe. With John, John, John Kharekwe. By the way, if you want to know a little bit more about that extreme uh, or the, the superbikes, King King Price Extreme uh, is the team. You can find them at Extreme with an X, X-T-R-E-M-E dot KingPrice.co.za. All the details are there, Extreme dot KingPrice.co.za. You can find out about all the riders' details about the bike there as well. Go have a look. Just enough time to wrap up what's been happening in the sport while we've been on air. Uh, then DJ uh, DJ Finney will take us to the news at nine. Uh, by the way, busy to produce the program. DJ Finney's pushing the buttons today. So results for you. Let's start with the CAF Champions League. Al Ashley about to kick off against Sundown. Starts in seven minutes or so from now. Kaiser Chiefs looked fantastic today. Four nil against Simba. Then they have the away legs to come. But uh, I think those four goals are going to be enough for Kaiser Chiefs to get through to the semis. Sierra Belusidad beat Esperance Tunis by two goals to nil. Alasli against Sundowns at nine. In England today, FA Cup final won by Leicester. They beat Chelsea by one goal to nil. Uh, played at Wembley Stadium. Interestingly, if you watched it in local television, you'll have noticed South African ads on the boards that go around the field. Now, what had happened, and I don't quite know how they do that. I think it could be like a special green screen technology. Like those, they don't paint on the rugby fields anymore. That's all super-duper uh, television computers that they do that with. So what I think has happened is that local broadcaster was allowed to put local adverts onto the boards virtually uh, at Wembley Stadium. But I know that Budweiser, one of the big sponsors of the FA Cup, sold or gave their advertising space to local pubs in England. 
The local pubs in England have been suffering because of the lockdown. They haven't been able to open. And as lockdowns have been opening, uh, they gave away, Budweiser gave away advertising space to pubs in Chelsea and in Leicester. Local pubs, small pubs, and the whole attempt to get people to support local, which I think is a lovely idea by one of the biggest brewers in the world. But Leicester beat Chelsea to win the FA Cup in the end. Uh, other results, Leeds beat Burnley 4-0 in the Premier League. Southampton beat Fulham by three goals to one. In Germany today, Armina Bielefeld and Hoffenheim won all. Augsburg beat Werder Bremen 2-0. Stuttgart beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 2-1. Bayer Leverkusen and Union Berlin won all. Freiburg and Bayern Munich 2 all. Hertha Berlin, NFC Cole Magolis, and Schalke beat Eintracht Frankfurt by four goals to three. In Italy, Atalanta beat Genoa 4-3, Spezia beat Torino 4-1, Juventus beat Inter 3-2, and 10 minutes in, AS Roma and Lazio Ogolis. And in the Premiership locally, Chakuma beat Marisburg United by one goal to nil. And in the Gulf, it's the AT&T Byron Nelson, Sam Byrne leads, even par through four. He's two strokes ahead of Scott Stallings, English, uh, Harris. It's amazing. Scott in English. Scott Stallings, Harris, English, uh, Rafael Cabrera, Bero, and Matt Kucher all on 15 under par, two strokes off. Uh, most of them have just started their final or their third round now. So that's all going to change through the evening. And that's all we have time for. Some music to get us to the news at 9 o'clock. Thanks to producer Ben Zito for producing. DJ Finney, thanks very much as well for pushing the buttons. I will see you again next week.